Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Hookers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official as a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. Hello everybody. Welcome to Drag Me Out. I'm Haley. I'm business class Cass. <laughs> Celebrate the tongue muddy. Business class. <laughs> and welcome to Drag Me Out. We're back. <laughs> had a little break. This yep. little one. Doesn't actually feel like we had a break, but we did. No, because we still had drag going on. It was just, we weren't putting it on uh, recording for posterity. Yes. Yeah. Is it posterity but- or prosperity? Prosperity is like when you're rich. Yeah, prosperity. Oh, so I said it right. Not could have yeah. said it's Martin. I just made myself sound stupid. You oh, did. Fine. Correct. Eh, only going to do right. <laughs> so instead of instead of like musings and stuff, let's talk about Drag Expo. What was your experience of Drag Expo Melbourne 2023? You go first. Well, <laughs> on the Saturday we were a little tired. Um, and I think we lasted maybe two and a half hours and we went, oh, we'll just go back to the hotel room because we were attached. Our hotel room was attached to, we stayed well, you, at know, the, you were there. We yeah, stayed at the there. pan pack. No, we stayed at the pan specific. Thank you. We did stay, at the, we did stay at the pan specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, we'll go back to the hotel. We'll get something to eat for lunch. Cause I hadn't eaten that day. So I was a bit tired because of that. Um, and then we're like, we'll have a nap and then we'll go back because it didn't finish till four. We went and had lunch, went for the nap, 
and woke up about half an hour before it was due to finish. So that was day one. <laughs> and day two, um, I mean, got to meet some people, caught up with some people. Some people actually remembered us from Sydney. Um, some of the Rue girls remembered us from Sydney. Um, and just in general, that was nice. I had catch-ups and little chats with them. That was that was lovely. Uh, who did I meet? I uh, met uh, Honey Davenport, met Tammy Brown, met, I met Alexis Michelle, who I will say I went in with extreme caution because I have expressed opinions on Alexis Michelle. I found her to be very lovely, uh, very polite, very cordial, very courteous, and friendly, and got a lovely a couple of selfies with her. So a lot of the drag queens stayed at the Pan Specific. So they you did. did see a few of them for breakfast, and Alexis, Alexis Michelle walked past out of drag, mm -hmm. and... I said, good morning, Alexis. And she turned around and she's like, oh, good morning. Mm -hmm. um, so she's very lovely. Mm -hmm. I didn't really focus on meeting drag queens this time. I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to take photos. And also mm -hmm. I, I feel because I understand how expensive the booths were, I didn't understand that the first Melbourne. Yeah. Like, I didn't didn't know. Yeah. Um I feel obligated to spend money at the booth just so I could have a chat and I don't like that. I don't like that I have to spend money to have a chat with them. That's why I pick and chose who I spent money with. Yes. The other thing was um some of them were more than happy to have a chat without anything like Molly Poppins, I walked past and she went, hey, you're, fr you're from Sydney. And yeah. so we chatted a bit and, you know, that was the case for some of them. Some of the Rue girls from season three of Down Under didn't need to pack. I have to say, um, and you know this because, you know, I love Lazy Susan. Mm -hmm. Lazy Susan and Zelda Moon shared a booth and they had a great video thing where you could pretend to be giants crushing cities and stuff. And it was like, we don't want you to buy anything. We don't want you to donate anything. We just want you to tell us we're pretty. That was the fee. That should be my slogan. Yeah. And um, she, they, she remembered, Lazy Susan remembered us from, um, remembered me from Sydney. Mm. We chatted to her quite a few times. And there were a few queens, uh, AKA Vanity and Carla from Bankstown and a couple of others who just didn't bother to do a booth. They were more than happy to do a meet and greets free. And that was just the way that it was. Yeah. So, cause we were actually, when we were waiting for the Queens walk, um, we sat down in the VIP area that I believe was supposed to be a Sydney VIP area, but that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And as we were sitting there, Ivana, because a lot of the queens were hanging outside because they were waiting for the walk and were a bit delayed. So Ivana came over and she's like, I'm going to be your friend for a little bit. And she sat down, well, she tried to sit down on the beanbag, but it was very awkward, especially in her 
um, rainbow gown and then come in uh, Ivory, uh, Ashley Madison, Hollywood star, just all sitting around us, just having a great old chat. I actually had their phones on me at one point because their personal assistant walked past, handed them the phones, and then they had to go to the Queen's Walk and the personal assistant wasn't there. So they handed me, I'm holding five drag queens phones. Um, so we had a nice chat with them and um, I asked Ivana, like, because I hadn't watched the episode. So it was that episode. Yeah. It was that episode. And cause I spoke to Ashley and she's like, have you watched the episode? And I said, no, I haven't watched. So yeah, don't spoil it. She's like the person walking around is a little bit sour grapes. I'm like, okay, no worries. Um, so yeah, so I found them all to be lovely and that was, that was fine. I didn't need to sit there and take photos with them. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm happy just having a chat. Um, the only yeah. person I, I got I didn't get anywhere near as many photos as I normally would. No, the only person I got an actual photo with is Karen from Finance. That was it. Karen from Finance remembered me too. Everyone remembers me. No one remembers me. I'm just the normal white girl. I even got ignored by someone who should know who yes, I am. Did. But yes, you did. <laughs> Apparently drags triggering, whatever. Um, so Orcs. Orcs. Oh, anyway. Shopping so, yeah, for so... a new co-host we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed it, except for, again, Artist Alley. It was too small. You couldn't walk through. They needed to spread it out a little bit. But it was a good problem to have because it was always crowded. Yeah, that and that's true because it was right at the front. So they right at the front. They they did good by that, but bad by not just just moving them probably about two meters apart because there were people there in wheelchairs and and prams as well, especially to get through there and just have a look. That's I did by Louis, my emotional support manta ray, um, and that was from the plushy, the handmade plushy store. Right. Um, very cute have a look at their Etsy they're on Etsy I'll leave a link down below but anyway um see so yeah, I only bought a shirt from Karen and I think a makeup brush that was all I bought I just I wasn't at least they had stuff in the tote bag yeah that's true and it wasn't actually that bad mm. like it was although what I'm going to do with the makeup brush anybody's guess <laughs> Practice your drag makeup. I still felt that something was missing, and I just don't know what it was. It's the organization, right? I was going to talk about this as well. Mm -hmm. So you had the opportunity to have meet and greets with the international queens in particular mm -hmm. in a sectioned-off little part where they all, all were. But then if they went back to their booth, because they got a booth too, they went back to their booth, you could stand there, buy a print for 20 bucks, get your photo taken with them. Meet and greets were around 40 to $70, whatever it was. But guaranteed. So get back guaranteed. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I didn't pay for a meet and greet to meet Tammy Brown. There was no one in line. We walked up and the guys just kind of like looked at, up, looked at me, looked down at the thing and went, oh, she's a VIP. Yeah, let her in. Like it was the only time the VIP paid off. 
I'm um, still unsure what the VIP does. Yeah, well, it got me to meet Tammy Brown. But here's the thing. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we know Cartier was there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Because we bought the tickets to Expo so early, there was no link for us to buy the meet and greet. Yeah. Right? So we couldn't buy the meet and greet. And it was like, cool. These people can pay 70 bucks to do the meet and greet. We're going to go to the booth, pay 20 bucks for a print and a selfie. Let's do that. But then Cartier decided she wasn't going to go to the booth. Like she was just going to do her meet and greets and go. Kind of makes you wonder why she was there in the, why they, you know, why she was there in the first place. So I think, and you said something about Cartier because she promised to come out. And then she had a hip replacement or hip surgery. So she was like, was... you know what? I've I said I was coming out and I will still come out. The 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 thing is that you can't use them as a headliner to get people in if they're not going to be accessible. Yeah. It's a bit of a cop. The organize organization was still a bit crap. Um ITD events. What the fuck are you doing? Because you're not doing your job right. I'm just there, saying. There needs to be, okay, if we were to run this, there would be yeah. contracts. There would Hell be, yeah. you need to be here from this time to this time. Otherwise, you void your contract and we won't pay you. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like yeah. you, I understand that, you know, drag queens get tight. You can sit down in your booth. You don't have to stand the whole time. Katya had to sit down because of a hip thing. So she sat down in the meet and greets over um, in the VIP section. So I don't know. I don't know who has been to university to learn how to run a drag expo or just run any type of event. I feel like. They've done their cert one in event management, and then they're like, "Yeah, we can do it." Mm. Like it's the other just... thing, the other thing that was also annoying was when you actually went to the meet and greet section, right? There was a little sign on the bollards, and it said "VIP" and "Meet and Greet Ticket Holders." Yeah. So, what's the use of putting VIP up there if I needed to? You know what I mean? Because I still don't know what VIP gets because VIP get you to the front of the line of the meet and greets which was the original vip mm-hmm. tickets mm-hmm. that was why we chose vip um that was yeah that was because it was like and, like and we, at the time it was guaranteeing you a meet and greet and we had like i think it was like latrice royale like like there was some big names in the first when they dumped the first lot and then they there was there was like Alaska, Trixie Mattel, Katia, mm-hmm. uh Tatiana, um, Ariel Versace, uh, Trinity the Tuck. Like they had about seven or eight decent names. Mm. Yeah. And but all in all, it was like Drag Expo was fine. Um it's kind but of is, lost its luster. Is that what you want people to relay to people? Like it was fine. It was all right. Yeah, I yeah. I think the Queen's Walk needs to be split up into two days. It needs to be Saturday and Sunday. Um, half the Queens. There was 200 and something Queens that walked. Felt like it. I was right yeah, on the stage near the yeah. boof, boof box. It was. Yeah. I didn't my even. Jeans, I, I, my jeans moved every time a drum beat hit. It was, I watched from afar 
I think that the Queen's Walk needs to be like a seated event. No one who had mobility issues could see it unless they were like right on the pink carpet. Um, I think, yeah, it needs to be a seated tiered event so you can actually see the Queen's Walk. Mm-hmm. And why not do like a RuPaul type of runway? Just a short one, but you have that little pose, 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 walk back. Like yeah. not that long. No. Anyway, oh, we've harped on about this, but I I could run this event so yeah, much we better. Could. Yeah, we could. We need crowdfunding. Okay, people? Crowdfunding. Because we could take ITD and we could get bigger queens because we'll actually pay them. Yeah. We have ideas for the local queens. Yeah. Not charging exorbitant amounts for booths. Yeah. Also, probably choosing a different convention that like we don't we don't need that. Anyway. It's like but the pan, leading. But the pan specific hotel was lovely. Okay. This is gonna lead into my pancreas now. I got to pancreas with the pan-specific hotel. Oh, my pancreas. So I booked two rooms, mm-hmm. uh, uh, both under my name because I had like the genius discount or some crap like that. And then w- we paid for that room ages ago. Mm-hmm. And then this room we got um, to house more people. Mm-hmm. So that was both under my names. And so when I got there, the lady who had said in training on her name badge said to me, uh, yep. So we're going to charge you $300 per room as a holding deposit. I was like, yep, that's fine. That's $600, whatever. And then she's like, and you pay for the other room that you haven't paid for, which was 217350. Very important number. 217350. It's what it was on booking.com. It said includes all charges. And then it said may incur a 1.5% for Visa and MasterCard credit cards. Credit being the important word right there. When she charged me, when the FBOS machine was in front of me, it was $21.7350. Now that amount, I could see it pending. And then within a day it disappeared. And I'm like, what's going on here? Anyway, so that was the Friday by... Monday night, they charged me Mm $2,200.16, whatever it was. I queried it with booking.com. I sent an email. I'm like, what's going on here? What's what's all this about? What's all this about? What's all this about? And I get like this generic, like, oh, here's your invoice. And I had a look at it. And I'm having a look at it. It's got merchant fee, $27. You know how we have a thing with $27? Yeah. It was $27. And I was like, no, no, no. Fair enough. It's booking.com. It's at $2,200. And that's what I was being paying. But we split it between five, how many people? Five people, four people, whatever it was. And so I end up out of pocket. Like, I know it's only $27 and I could charge them an extra six bucks or whatever it is, but that just seems really petty. But it's the principle of it. Why am I being charged to access my savings? I would have paid in cash. Then I get told from the uh, hotel that 
no matter if it was a credit card or a savings card or cash, I would still get charged a merchant fee. I'm confused as to what a merchant fee would have to do with cash. Usually you only get charged those if it's like under 10 bucks. Yes, like I know, I know if you pay with a card, like when I pay my uh, internet bill, I get, I incur the 1.5. You go to Servo to buy petrol or whatever it is, you swipe your card. We live, <coughs> excuse me, we live in a cashless society and they're fucking taking us to the cleaners with this mm-hmm. 1.5%. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. So I queried it. I put it, put through all my evidence. I kept emailing them. I was it's been a Karen. I was like, it's just the principle of it. Anyway, I got an email. The email said, good evening, Haley. Thank you for your email. A merchant fee is charged on all, cra- all card transactions. It does not say this in the terms and conditions. It says credit cards, by the way. And the only time this is not charged is if the payment is done via cash or an FPOS card, which that's what it is. It's an FPOS card. But it's got the MasterCard logo on it. It's got a Visa logo on it. Well, Visa. It's got the it's got the Visa or MasterCard what, logo on it. What doesn't have the Visa or MasterCard? You can still get cards without it. You can still get non-debit cards. What's the what's the difference? You can't use debit card with you can't use the normal cards for electronic purchases online. Oh right. So you okay, whatever. On this occasion, for the inconvenience cost, I have taken off the merchant fee that was charged and a refund of $27 will be arranged to be credited back to the card ending in blah, 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 blah. If there's anything else we can assist you with, kindly do not hesitate to contact us. But it's just, it's the principle. I know, it's only $27. It's the principle of it. I'm getting annoyed with these fucking little extra charges that we get. Understood. But then... And now, you know, with COVID and all that crap, everyone's refusing cash. And I'm like, yeah. so you're refusing cash, but then you're going to charge me more money. Because you've been refusing cash. Yeah. yeah. Understood. It's like a, one big scam that we're just okay with now because we're used to it. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's all right because it's like only like 20 cents here, 30 cents <clears> there. <throat> you add that up over the year. With probably all of the buy, people, probably buy a small. You're looking for. You're looking at a couple car. of hundred. You're looking at like about an well, engine. You could be looking at a couple of hundred thousand dollars when you think about it. Like all of the people, you know. But how many rooms do they have in that hotel? And they're charging, but like they're charging, you know, an extra thirty dollars per room or whatever it is. It's a lot of money that they get just from mm-hmm. merchant fees. It's to pay for all that Balmain stuff. The what? The Balmain, Balmain. Shampoos and and all of that. The designer shampoos and and all of that stuff that they had in the and soaps and stuff that they had. Oh, well, I probably took $27 worth of that stuff. We took more than that. (laughs) Like we were fucking, we were taking it, everything that wasn't like bolted down. Batteries? Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, other than that, it was a nice hotel stay, except for Matthew, who made us watch the Rugrats episode where Chucky realizes that he doesn't have a mum. So there was just five adults crying in a room watching Rugrats. 
Well, when Jack came down to our room and slept with us for the three nights, we just watched the uh, SBS Food Network. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that was uh, Drag Expo. And my pancreas. But then, wait, 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 wait. Mm. We need to finish off Drag Expo Mm -hmm. by what we found out on Sunday that happened to us on Monday with the airplane. Right. Go on. We got an upgrade to the business class. Salamat datang mare, business class. <laughs> got to sit in the lounge. Oh, turns out we landed just in time because an hour after that, there was an emergency kind of hostage situation at Sydney Airport. Really? Yeah. Had we have landed later, we may not have actually landed because some some flights were getting cancelled. Hmm. Some departures and arrivals were still going on, but our one, I know that Virgin had put an alert out to uh, people who were flying into Sydney that some of their flights were going to be cancelled because of the emergency situation that was happening at Sydney Airport. And our flight was already delayed an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But that meant an hour extra in the business class lounge. I gave Haley the absolute honor and pleasure of being the first one off the plane. Yes. How did that make you feel? Special. It, right? Knowing that there was no one else in front of you, you didn't have to wait for anybody else to get off the plane. You were the first one out the door. You were the first one to be greeted by the people who worked at Sydney Airport. It was worth it. And it didn't cost us very much money to upgrade. Nope. And half of business class was empty. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. It was only eight seats, but yes, it was. Well, sorry, less than half. Three seats were empty. The other five were taken and three of them by us who just put in a pathetic cash offer for an upgrade. Yeah. We got fed. We did, and those Nutella biscuits that we took from uh, Melbourne Virgin Business Lounge went down a tree. Yeah, I was going to give them to my kids, but I laughed them, so I ate them the next day. <laughs> I was watching them while we were watching a movie. I was eating them while we were watching a movie. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Pancreas, what's happening? Well, I just did my pancreas on the Pan Pacific Hotel and merchant fees. Oh. So, yes, Pan Pacific Hotel was nice, but I do not like how you lied to me with your treacheries. Just stole outright. They took that money without your consent. They did because I didn't say okay on the little FBOS machine. It's not what I said okay to. Mm -hmm. I said okay to 217350. Thank you. Also, the girl, I asked her about the parking because uh, reparked in DFO and like parking was like $35 a day and we left to take the car on the Saturday and it wanted to charge us $70 and I couldn't figure out and the guy just let us out so technically I got $70 for free because then we only paid for Saturday and Sunday fair enough still pan specific disappointed disappointed in you 
Naughty specifically. pants specific. Specifically. The pants specific. <clears throat> so yeah. my, that's my pancreas. Merchant fees, they shouldn't be a thing. It's really fucking annoying and it's like a scam that the government has just made us got used to now. Yeah. So what's your pancreas? Mine's bank related too. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't tee this up. Like, we're, we're pretty in sync with our pancreases. Like, they're generally on the same line. And we don't, like, we don't yeah. talk about what's annoying us unless it's Lucretia trying to get up early. And I'm like, you're going to be my pancreas in a minute. But that's, I think I'm going to save that for yep. next week's pancreas. Mm-hmm. So, mine is bank adjacent. Okay. Okay. It's people who will not stand the socially acceptable distance behind one as they are using the ATM. Yeah. I went to a facility last night where cash was required. I had to go (laughs) a couple of times. Um, And every single time, enjoy below, breathing down my neck. Or dual blow. It was a man and a woman. And both times I had to turn around and go, do you mind? This is actually quite private. I thought that we lived in an age of social distancing. Still. Even before the COVID spicy cough turned up, there is a socially unspoken law when it comes to ATMs that you stand a respectable distance away from the person who is using the machine. Yes, because it's like otherwise you're looking over their shoulder to get their pin. Exactly. Right? So as I said, it was three occasions that people were standing. I'm I'm not even hesitating. Like I'm not even exaggerating, I should say. I'm not even exaggerating. I could actually feel their presence directly behind me. And when I went to turn around, we were almost face to face. I would have just like swung my arms out deliberately. But anyway. I didn't want to be thrown out of said establishment. (laughs) So I was trying to be a nice grown up responsible adult, but at the same time going, oi, fucker, back off. Don't be looking at my shit. Don't be looking at because the other thing is, so you take your money out of the ATM, you open purse or wallet or however you choose to do it, you put the cash in very quickly because you don't want people seeing how much cash you have. Correct. And it's quite common in the establishment that you're at where people would wait for people outside, rob them, yep. especially yep. older ladies on the, the sick bow. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those neck breathers at fucking ATMs, take four steps fucking back. I'm done. Next time, elbows are going to be going into thoracic regions. I'm just going to go with my elbow and fucking get ya. Make you bend over like a bitch that was kicked in the gut by her pimp. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Delirium's taking over. Yeah, man. Okay. So, yeah, people, banks need to fuck off. People need to fuck off from you while you're trying to get money out of banks. 
sums it yeah, all man. up. Pretty much. So, Financial institutions, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yep. There has been a huge, someone was talking about the other day, like a huge subset of people that are taking their money out of the banks because they're afraid of what's going to happen, like what happened in Greece. And then the banks wouldn't let people take money out. Yeah, but this is going to happen here. Oh, conspiracy. Yeah. So we have decided that our next segment is going to be SMS, Steve Martin Short. We did we did say we we're going to watch Father of the Bride one and two and review that, but we fell a little behind and we had a little bit of a break. So we're just going to start on Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders. So if building. you haven't watched the episodes or you haven't watched the first two episodes, I'd probably skip over. Spoiler alert! In effect. Yeah, skip over this part. Yep. So. For those of you who don't know, it's a Who Done Did It. It's mm-hmm. in based in the Arconia. Mm-hmm. And people get murdered and they started a podcast, which they being Steve Martin Short and Selena Gomez started a podcast to try and solve the murders. Um, so far they've solved two. <clears throat> uh-huh. But before you continue, mm-hmm. fun fact. Mm-hmm. So the building that they make the TV show in, right, the Arcadia, Arcadia, Arcadia that place, <laughs> is actually the same building from the original Ghostbusters movie. I think I knew that. Yeah, because I told you. Probably. But I'm telling those people who are looking and listening, fun fact, you're welcome. How do you feel about Selena Gomez's character? I like her. At the same time as I find her kind of dull and boring, but I think it's the monotonous way she delivers her lines. But I think that's the character she's going for. I'm not too sure. She's all right. Like she's the, I think she's the one that keeps them level. Like I feel like, especially this season, because she's feeling a bit left out, obviously. Um, she has to leave mm. the Arconia and, you know, there was, there's no podcast as of yet um, because there's no yeah. murders in the building. And, but I feel like I'm her and then you make some reference to something old and I'm like, don't explain it because I don't care. Um, cause she, like they, they make a reference and she's like, no, I don't care. Don't, you don't need to explain it to me, but I don't like how she doesn't open her mouth which mm. that that irritates me because I watched her on Wizards of Waverly Place and I understand she's trying to separate herself from that like Disney bubbly character. But I didn't know if it was, I know her weight gain is attributed to her uh, lupus. Um, she speaks about um, just her condition, making her put on weight, um, which is, it's well, she's fine. She's also had the kidney transplant. Correct. Um, and then she, I know she does a cooking show and she does struggle with fine motor skills on the cooking show as well. Like sometimes she has to get her granddad to step in and help. So I understand that there's like health issues, but she's been doing that since season one. And I think it's on purpose. That's, yeah. I think it's a character choice. Yeah. And I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really a fan. I just wish she'd open her mouth more. That's basically it. I can't look at her when she speaks. 
Good for the part, though. Um, so you want to run through the episode or? So the spoiler effect is still in, in, in happening. So season two ended with them going to the theatre because Martin Short's character is a theatre director person. Broadway. And yeah. And so on one of the nights, the very first night of the show, the main actor played by Paul Rudd. Love Paul Guys, Rudd. guys, on the stage, setting us up for season three. Mm-hmm. So episode one of season three. Uh, I can't remember how it started. Oh, it, it starts, starts with, the, with, the, it starts with, the with Paul Rudd dying on the yeah. stage yeah. and then it sort of ju- it time jumps. So then it goes yes. um, how they built the Broadway play. So obviously Meryl Streep comes in and auditions for Greta. No, she is Greta Dirk and she auditions for the nanny in the yeah. play Death Death Rattle where a murder Death happens at a lighthouse, but only a baby is in the, the room. Is the suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Broadway play that is currently being um, played. So they they cut to Selena, who, uh, Mabel, who is has to move out of the Arconia because her, is it the Arcadia or Arconia? Auntie. It's Arconia. Arconia. Okay, I did write that down right. So her auntie's selling the apartment that she was uh, renovating and now she has to leave. So I love how um, – I've lost it. Not Oliver. Who's who's Steve Martin's character? Charles. Charles. Charles Hayden Savage. Charles okay. um, says to Oliver – in the elevator like you know you begged me to be in the play and he goes hold on a second and then he takes a sip of his water and then he spits it out and he's like I asked you um (laughs) so he's just so dramatic so they all have like this little love interest all three of them have a little love interest in this season so that's nice I am living for the Martin Short Meryl Streep romance Mm, I don't know I find it a bit Um, I'm in no, I'm in because I love Mark Short and I love Meryl Streep and I'm okay with it. So that oh, cut. So, sorry, Dom. Um, yeah. Before you continue, I thought about it during the time that Only Murders in the Building was off and they were filming and all of that other stuff. And I kept thinking to myself, he died in the theatre. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The show's called Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to start branching out into the greater New York area? But then we find out in the first episode. Yes. And they do mention we couldn't do the podcast anyway because he didn't die in the building. Die in the building. Yeah. So they they goes to a bit more into how the play, so they do the table reading. That weird relationship with the mum and son actually makes me want to vomit. The uh-huh. gay son and the mum, and she like kisses him and like makes out with him on the lips. She's like, "It's okay, he's gay," and I'm like, "This actually makes me want to vomit." Um, and then they have yeah that weird thing. So Paul Rat, Paul, and what they've done in the last two seasons is the character who's died either you don't know them at all 
or you already don't like them. So you don't actually care that they're dead. So when Paul Rudd yeah. dies, because he's such a fucking douchebag, you don't care that he yeah. died. <laughs> so <laughs> Cobro, don't call me the Cobro, just just Cobro, yeah. who just is Cobro. Yeah. a friendly zoologist that morphs into a Cobra to help the police. Like, mm-hmm. what an absolute tool bag with a cookie fetish. It was a, yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't actually give a shit. So then they do the table read and Meryl's Scottish dialect, which I didn't actually mind. I couldn't understand what she said, but I, I, I liked it. There, there is a storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> there is oh. a storm coming. And then, obviously, the important character in that one is the documentarian Talbot, like Robert, but Robert, not Robert with a T. Robert yeah. with a T. Um, Robert with then, a T. And then it cuts back to um, Paul Rudd coming back in, and he's like, "I didn't die." And they're all like, it's "Oh, my stomach! Everything's yeah. all good!" Yeah. 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 And funnily enough, he has the penthouse in the Arconian. That Amy Schumer and Sting had. Yeah, but Amy Schumer left a lot of cottage cheese. Yep. So then we find out later in the episode that Paul Dud, Paul Dud, Paul Dud, <laughs> Paul Dud ride, Paul Dud ride. That uh, Paul Dud. I just <laughs> Paul Rudd gets murdered in the building. We're back in the building. The podcast is on. Yeah. In that. Damn elevator. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The elevator drips blood and then, like, because it wasn't working and then it started working again. So they get in and then he falls through the roof. Uh, Ben is his character's name. Let's just call him Ben. Um, So that's the end of episode one. And then, uh, like, the old lady, I can't remember her name, but she's like, and she the elevator door opens and there's a dead body and there. she's like, she's like I can't believe this is me. fucking happening again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, You've got to be fucking shitting me. That yeah. was it. That was the line. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then they realize that they can do the podcast again. And then it like sort of gives people uh, reason, reason to, to hang live. out. Yeah. Right. I will. Can I? I know we're not reviewing the third episode, but I need to say something because it makes me giggle every time I think about it. When she asks him to do something, he goes, "No problem. It's no biggie. It's a smallie." I don't remember that. Yeah. To be fair, I it's watched the first smarty. two episodes three times each, and I only watched the last one once. So I will watch it again before we review that episode three. So then we come into episode two, and Mabel's a bit crazy mm-hmm. talking to dead people again. Yep. Uh, they attend his funeral via Zoom link in Overflow Room Three. In Overflow, yeah, exactly. <laughs> overflow Room Three. Um, and then they start their investigation, and Steve and Selena go see the security guard, who's not a security guard, and obviously, you know, he's not the killer no. yet because it's too early. They they got to throw a few little um you know, a few little suspects at you. At this point, even without episode three. Yeah, I picked picked that too. I picked that one. Yeah. 
there's a part of me that thinks it might be one of the mother and son combo, if not both. Mm, maybe they it. need, maybe they need the production to flop. Right. But then tax they, reasons. They have an out and then, yeah, we're not doing episode three. So we'll talk about that later. But I picked the brother like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why it can't be. Yeah. Because it's too obvious. It's like, yeah. Oh, so then, sorry, um, Mabel and uh, Charles get kidnapped by the security guard and chained to a toilet. Um, and then, like, he tries to, he thinks they killed him. Uh, anyway, he gets arrested. Obviously, he's not the killer because he's asking them if they killed him and he loved him to death and he was a bit of a stalker. Oh, Detective uh, Biswar? Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Yeah, beautiful, right, eh? Mm, yummy. Um, I think he was the killer. I don't know, because the pocket square. So it is someone in the play. Is it, though? It has to be. I don't know. Because their point, well, I'm not saying I say episode three. But anyway, the pocket square they figure out is the key to the murder uh, mm-hmm. because he grabbed onto it and mm-hmm. it was covered in blood. It was in his hand? Yeah. Yeah, it was in his hand. And so they discover that the killer has got to be in the show. The podcast is back and obvious. And then, sorry, Oliver has a small, small heart attack. Just a small one. Just a small. Oh, my God. My heart broke. He wasn't going to die. My heart broke when he was going. No, we knew that. But still, like, I was like, oh, no, don't do that to him. Because he was, like, really, like, he was. It really well. I was like, no. I thought he was gonna have a. Um, I thought it was more of a panic attack than I thought they would just put that because obviously his play got a bad review, and then he has like an epiphany and now he wants a musical of Death Rattle. <laughs> so that's how Death Rattle the two, musical. Death Rattle the musical. That's how episode two ends. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've still got a few suspects. Mm-hmm. We will review episodes three and four next episode. What do we think so far? Like, I know they're pointing the blame to someone in the show. I don't know. What if, I, what I, if it's Tobit? See, okay, I was going to say that. So I, I just love how Tobit at the start is like, this is literally the only words you'll hear me say. And then that was it for a while. And now he's like the love interest of Mabel. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, hmm. would this, would this benefit his career? Cause he's trying to find the killer. I, I don't know. But at this point in time, we are looking at the brother. I was looking at the brother. Basically, before anything had even happened, just in the table read, I'm like, brother. <laughs> um, brother. Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. I did exactly the same thing. I just went, I, I looked and I went, hmm, you look like you could kill, kill your brother. I think mm. it's you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this will be interesting as it unfolds. Very excited. Love only murders in the building. Mm-hmm. Love it. Only murders in the building. Get on it. Every Tuesday on Disney Plus. Now we can move on to episodes 
two and three of RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Thoughts? Opinions? This episode, episode two, was... Was it Muriel's bedding? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't really have much to say about this episode. Like, all the looks were kind of average. Yep. Except for, obviously, Isis, who was a seamstress, helped everyone out. Uh, mm-hmm. Rita, actually, at the start of the episode, threw some shade at Ashley about her look about the previous runway because, you know, how they mm-hmm. come in after. And I was like, Rita, like, really? Like, you're wearing a sash and a leotard. But it, like, but it turns out you're fucking lovely in real life. I didn't actually meet Rita. I met Rita, had the photo taken. All Rita is lovely, very kind of shy. Okay, a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, so yeah, I wasn't really impressed with any of the looks. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really impressed with the challenge. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we had, then we had the lip sync that didn't happen. Yes, then we had the uh, ivory glaze and Rita menu and ivory. Ivory glaze. Ivory glaze's eyes glazed over. They did. Oh. She was feeling faint. Mind you, she couldn't have been faking it because otherwise they wouldn't have recommended, like, like they would have taken blood pressure and stuff. There was obviously something serious that had happened. Oh, it's so just what they so, decided They to filmed do. for, you know, 14 hours a day and they probably didn't eat and. Yeah. You don't eat because of stress, and like I get, I don't think she fa- like faked it. Um, mm. but you know, good for ratings. You hold us off another week to get rid of someone. Uh, so Rue went in the interest of everybody's health. What we're going to do is we're going to come back. We're going to reconvene, circle back around tomorrow, and you two are going to lip sync for me. As it turns out, while he was boy RuPaul, yeah. So it wasn't overly exciting because there was no atmosphere. There was no nothing. So we said goodbye at the beginning of the episode, but you didn't find out until the winner walked back into the room. So the person who lost didn't really get their moment. Um, And we found out that the winner of the lip sync was Rita Menu. Rita Menu. And Ivory Glaze was going home. And obviously job-seeking as she was walking out the door. I did like Ashley was so confused as to why Gabriella and Floor were in the bottom. She was, like, she was just like, really? Not, not in the bottom? You were in the uh, safe? And, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. And then Anita, why would you tell Ivana not to go home on a sewing challenge? Why would you yeah, say that to like- someone? You know what? She probably would never have even thought of it or anything like that. But then, like, Anita does it and it just puts the shit in your head. It puts it there. It's like a snowball. No matter how much you think you're not going to make mistakes and do shit, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Shame on you, Anita Wiglet. Shame on you. So this episode 
actually made me like Hollywood Star. And I'll tell you why. Ivory was Glaze. Was it the writing, the writing of the two letters? Because I thought that was well, cute. Oh, no, that was episode three. Ivory uh, Glaze uh, said to Hollywood Star that her outfit was a glorified, glorified apron. And Hollywood Star's like, okay, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. Like it was yes. just this like I'm obviously hurt people, hurt people, and I'm I'm not going to bite. Mm-hmm. Most people, including Lux, would bite. Would have been. Oh, yeah, and it would have been on for young and old. So I was actually quite impressed, and it kind of changed my opinion on her. Plus she was sitting next to me, and she was actually very lovely. Uh, but Yeah, she was lovely. We met her, we met yeah. her really briefly. Yeah. So. I might be putting Hollywood Star in my top three. I'm going to put Hollywood Star in the top three because whatever. Um, Gabriella Labucci is fucking cemented in the top three for me. Yeah, and I'm put uh, Isis. Yeah, but I'm sliding scale Isis and Bumper. Mm. Not after. I'm commenting on episode two. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so Isis was the winner of uh, that challenge. And then obviously the next episode, which is episode three, uh, yep. Ivory Glaze went home. Uh, lip sync wasn't great. Sorry. It was still a good song. Though, baby drag. Yeah. But even yeah. read a menu, oh, it just wasn't, I don't know. Because there's no atmosphere. It was literally just like the three of them. It was the two of them and RuPaul. That was it. Mm. There was no Michelle. There was no Reese. I met Reese Nicholson, who is lovely. And I hung shit on him last season. And Reese Nicholson, if you ever watch this podcast, I am so sorry. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, he was a sweetheart. He was walking through and people were stopping him. And he was like, sure, we'll take a photo. People were standing there like just walking up and he's like, do you want to have a photo? Like he was so, so nice. I had a chat with him. He's lovely. Sorry, Reese. Take it all back. You're great. So we come into episode three. We lose Ivory. I'll have to say Murder on the Dance Ball, still the best film clip. Yeah, but you know what? It holds up. It's on my playlist in the car every time I'm driving. Love it. Love it. Love Sophia Lispector. So they all voted for Rita to, to come back, that she was going to be the one to come back, uh, except, except for one. one. Yep. Who said that she needs a redemption tour or something. Um, And then Hollywood writing the two letters for one because she wanted to steal someone's wig and the other one just to yeah. be nice, I think. Um, yeah. And then Rita walks through the door. Happy days. And their maxi challenge is the fake housewives of Down Under. That confused me. Why? It was supposed to be an improv challenge, but there was some scripted stuff. Then there was the improv. It was too long. So the scripted it was stuff both of them were way too long. The scripted stuff was the when they cut away from the lounges to the scenes that they were commenting on. And then the impromptu stuff was the stuff on the lounges. It was like, yeah, whatever. Ashley had to feed Rita her lines. Um, Ashley's not, I don't like her, 
My opinion hasn't changed, but she's getting better. <laughs> she is getting better, but she also had one of the least crowded booths there. Yeah, but that's her own doing. That is her own doing. I was talking to Ella <laughs> more in her booth, and I think she was, like, waiting for me to go over, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. I'll, we'll go outside for a vape. Ella's like, yeah, yeah, Like, that was, <laughs> yeah, least crowded booth. Elawara, Ashley, and Beverly are all going to do a podcast together. Yes, I know. So they're friends. Oh, yeah. There's no. Yeah. Oh. Ella, if Ella, well, if Ella watches this, we are behind you. We support you 100%. You be you, girl. Congratulations on your transition coming out, which was on your birthday. And we donated to your GoFund. Anybody wants to donate to Elawara's GoFund, go to her Insta. There's a link on there. This is to help her transition. She needs to get her hair sorted out so she can actually start living her authentic self. She needs $15,000. I think it's up to about four grand now. So anyone who wants to go on there and donate, it is for a very, very worthy cause. She is also doing stuff out in the Wollongong area and all of that to also raise money for other. Uh, people who are trans going through transitioning who are struggling to afford it and all of that and she's going to be doing fundraising for that too so be on the lookout for that thank you okay back to the episode thanks um so who's in the bottom Rita and who because i just assume that Rita's in the bottom um Ivana. Oh, yeah. And surprisingly, Ivana went home. I don't. That was the episode that aired while we were in Expo, just before we went to Expo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was the, on the Friday. It was the Friday one. Then... So I knew, I knew the answer and I had to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I watched it Saturday afternoon. Actually, I, I lied because what I did was I lied on the lounge in the hotel room and I put it on and then I fell asleep. And then as soon as I heard the ending credits and the, the hotel door opened and I'm like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> so I actually had to watch it again. <laughs> had a nice nap though. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and Ivana went home and I was really, really shocked. That Ivana went home. So does Rita now qualify as the possible lip sync assassin of this season? No, because she's just the best out of the worst. Like, yeah, but she's taken two out. Yeah, nah, I think you need at least three. I thought it was very lovely. At, they showed the end of the episode where uh, uh, Ivana rang Anita to tell her. Yeah, and, that was so cute. And Anita, in true traditional things, she's like, doesn't matter where you're placed, you got on there, that's the important thing, I'm proud of you. And I'm like, fucking yeah, Anita, this is why we love you, bitch. But yeah. also you drilled into her head that she'd go with the sewing challenge. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Rainbow wiggle. What are you doing? So next week, we are episodes four and five. And it's Snatch Game. Snatch Game. Predictions? Have you watched it yet? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I. Yeah, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really make predictions because I know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually know it was going to be Snatch Game because I, I don't think I watched the last of the episode where it goes, this is what's happening right. next. So I didn't know it was going to be Snatch because normally you tell me in when we film. Um, So I just didn't. I didn't know. And then, so I was left with surprise. I don't know how I felt that they were going to go in snatch game. I didn't think it would go like that, but we'll talk about that next week. We will. Before we go on further. Yes. You'll notice it's that time of year. It happened last year too. You'll notice that I'm wearing a purple shirt. Mm-hmm. So Those I got you this year's. Oh, sorry. I'm wearing a purple shirt. Yeah. So those of you who are watching and listening, I am about to lift up this year's wear it purple shirt. Okay. What's it for again? So wear it purple is for LGBTIQA plus awareness day, especially for young people. Uh, it is this year, it's the 25th of August. So this episode should come out around the 22nd. So you can buy things from the shop, but I think the shop is about to close for the year. I think you can probably buy it on sale afterwards. Money goes to LGBT. Uh, the shirt is, uh, designed by an indigenous person. Um, the, it's always packed with a little note from somebody who is special needs. Um, and of course, any money raised, you can donate on the Wear It Purple uh, website. Any money raised goes to the LGBTIQA plus youth awareness. Um, so yeah, it's a great shirt, right? It is a cool it's shirt. It's hard. It says, write your story. And look at that. Because why? There are many colours in the homo rainbow. So I will be wearing this this week because the company that I now work for just do wear it purple week because mm-hmm. um, not everyone's going to be in the office on the 25th. So I have last year's shirt for when I'm in the office on Wednesday and this shirt for when I'm in the office on Thursday. Um, and I will say, if you're thinking about it for next year, the shirts aren't very expensive. The shirt was like $35. Okay. And it's good quality and it's always for a good cause. So wear it purple. Yeah. Yay. And it's a it's a heart and it's indigenous and it's got different colored people on it. And it's coolies. And we love that. So uh, we are drawing a close on uh, this episode, are we not? Yes. There are no local drag shows this week because I didn't get around to doing them. Because it's been an exceptionally long week and I hurt my knee. So I've kind of been feeling sorry for myself. Uh, that and the fact that, um, so we're recording on a Saturday. Um, Saturday crept up on us really, really quickly. Mm. What are you going to do, right? So we would just like to thank everybody for listening and watching. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on the YouTube. Hit the ding for notifications. I don't know why we say that, but everyone does. So you know what? I'm a sheep. 
So uh, hit ding, hit the bell, dinging notification type thing. The normal podcast uh, platforms, please give us five stars, leave a review. The review can be shit, but just keep the, the five stars. That would be fantastic. Uh, any up-and-coming drag queens, if you would like to come on, um, we're more than happy to have you on. Just DM us on the Instas at Drag Me Out Official. Uh, anybody want to plug their shit? If you want to give us something free, we'll let you plug your shit for free. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. We want free shit. Oh, you know, I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode what I usually say. You're here to listen to our shit for as long as Hayley deems this episode appropriate. <laughs> this this um, episode, I'm actually probably not going to edit it that much. It's probably I not was actually just it. thinking that while we were talking. I'm like, hmm, we haven't said anything highly inappropriate, anything where anybody can sue us. What's that, What's up with that? Anything where we go, are we, we're not putting this in, right? <laughs> have we? Have we finally got it? Um... Yeah, maybe. I I remember at the beginning you said you read somewhere that it takes about 43, 45 episodes or something like that. I think we're at that mark. Well, this is episode 26 for us. So we're at around 38, 39? So, and we did uh, episode, we did 16 episodes in season one. So that's 26 and 16 is like 42. That's it. Uh, yep. That's 42. So we We're in the it. sweet spot. <laughs> so we should have got We're it two episodes ago. We should have got it. Well, we should have, but now we have to start thinking about episode 50. Yes. What are we going to do? Who are we going to have on? You know? Well, yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't, uh, I do it by seasons because it really annoys me in podcasts when they just keep counting up and then I can't figure out where I am. So is this, is this the first of season three? What do you mean? Because we've had a, we had a few weeks off. So could this be season three now? Mm, No, I would say that like just the end of the year, honestly, we started at the start of the year. So why not just go until we just decide to have a break basically i think anything longer than us not posting for two months i think should be another the next season but i think we should announce i feel like it shouldn't just be like a oh we'll start season three (laughs) yes to our tens of listeners still on season two for as long as i deem necessary we know who you are because we're either friends with you or related to you Hey, we got 39 subscribers. I'd like to hit 40. I like round numbers on the YouTubes. And we got a few more Instagram peoples. But 39 is divisible by three. What does that got to do with anything? Three is my favorite number. All right. Fun facts by Cass. Three times three times 13. Anyway, I stand corrected. I will be editing some shit out. <laughs> like maybe two minutes. Maybe not even. You should know what? You should fucking let it go. Be like frozen and just let it go. You know? But uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody and we will see you next week for Only Murders in the Building, episodes three and four. And RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season episodes, sorry, season three, episodes four and five. Mm-hmm. And 
some maybe other stuff we may do father of the bride we don't know yeah we'll just see play by you yeah so thank you everybody for listening and watching and we love you all bye bye